You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, thank you guys for patiently waiting. The Garden Report is underway. Uh, we have Sherrod, Bobby, and Josue at the Garden. Some technical difficulties from the TD Garden kind of slowed our roll a little bit, but we're here now, and we're here to talk Celtic Sixers. Um, and I don't know, man, win of the year, maybe, under, given yeah. the circumstances? Yeah, I mean, look, Celtics fans, it might be. Let's keep it 100. They've been somewhat spoiled this year. The team's been number one all year long. Yeah. So I, I think this would easily be uh, the most impressive win, even though it isn't as pretty as people uh, imagined it, I guess, going into it. Yeah, but I mean, forget pretty, forget anything. I mean, you know, obviously everybody who watched understands what happened here. Um, you know, it's uh, – oops, sorry. We've got a, another glitch here. Um, I mean – you, you know what happened. Uh, Smart didn't play. Rob didn't. But I mean, you, you get the, you know, Smart's not playing. You get the word that Rob and Horford are out. You're like, what are we doing here? Griffin starts. He friggin' buries three threes in the first quarter. It was ridiculous. Yeah, Told you, man. Jay- Blake. That's what, that's what's been, this is, this has been long overdue. Unreal. And then, then Jalen, I broke his face. I don't know. I mean, the, 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 the Jalen Brown mystery, which we'll get into in a little bit here. Um, colliding you know, with Tatum too, and it felt like it was one of those like, uh, like I'm so pissed right now. Not at Tatum, but he was just like, just leave me alone. He was pissed. I've also Bounce. never seen, I've never seen anyone care less about anything than Tatum seemed to care about uh, Brown being on the ground. But that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> see, see, I was gonna, I was gonna allude to that at some point. I was gonna bring that up, but let's not go down that road. You know, let's keep it positive. Here. That's not what tonight is about, right? That's right. not what tonight is about. You're you play, you come out in the second half, and you don't have four regular starters. Jason Tatum can't buy a bucket. Philly's literally triple teaming him. You know. That, I mean, they're throwing so many bodies at him. He's got nowhere to go. Uh, you know, whatever open looks he had, he wasn't able to hit. He's getting into the, you know, even when he's getting into the lane, there's people everywhere. He's off balance floaters. Just one of those games where he just couldn't find a rhythm. Made a couple great moves to get all the way to the cup. But for the most part, they bottled him up. Jason yeah. Tames got 10 points midway through the fourth quarter. They had an 11-point lead, you know. Uh, with with five and a half, it's like five and a half minutes to play, eleven point lead. Philly goes on an eight zero run, cuts it to three, and then bang, 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 Hauser, whatever have you, uh, and that's it. A just incredible game uh, here. You know, you got a big Derek White game. You know, uh, w- you know, on both ends of the court, you get a, a good Sam Hauser game, a second straight where he's hitting shots. 
Uh, he buried all of his threes tonight, four for four from three, 14 points. Man, Brogdon does great off the bench and really more of a starter role in the second half. He played a ton of minutes, uh, 35 minutes on the game for him. Grant goes 39 minutes. He makes four of six threes. This is another, I, I hate saying make miss league sort of thing, but they made 55% of their threes. That wins you games. They needed literally every single one of those to beat this team. But I mean, imagine right now, Josue, you're Philly and you're like, oh, like we we lost this one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, for Celtics fans of a certain age, you, you know the uh, we didn't deserve to win this game speech from Doc Rivers, right? And he gave that speech just a few minutes ago in, in a way that I haven't seen him do a lot this season. I mean, I think these guys are looking forward to this game. No, you know, injuries or not, they wanted to make a statement here in Boston. You know, Doc talked about how they, they, they lost to the Celtics earlier this season. You know, they, they, they want to prove to themselves that that you know, they can be one of, if not the best team in the East as well. And and they just, they just didn't show up in this one. I feel like the Celtics just really, you know, bullied them, whether it was from the 50-50 balls or or how many times they left guys wide open and they made them pay. You know, the, the 76ers never really changed their approach on defense. And then out comes Blake after halftime. Boom, another three, another one. Like, okay, we can do this again if you want to, Philly. And then they did. And then Derek White got hot as well, man. What a, what a performance from Derek. Because it's another thing when he's hitting a couple of open shots, which is what he, he typically gets against opposing defenses, being that, that member right. of the starting lineup. So he cashes in on those. So you like to see that happen because it doesn't happen all the time. But for him to drive to the rim you know, for easy layups, for him to come up with huge stops, I mean, those two blocks from behind, I mean, look, the last one on on, on Tobias Harris, man, I mean, like, that that just crushes you, you know, especially when you're on the road, the crowd is really into it, and, and, and you're facing, a, you know, a two-position game at that point, which was what's Man, Tobias points, Harris. But they got it, down to, they got it down to three, and, and they couldn't do anything with it because the Celtics wouldn't, wouldn't let up. It was, yeah. it was an impressive win. It was an impressive win. Everyone was involved. It, it, impressive win and on top of that and again to- tobias harris blows man like you got to be so bummed yeah, really, you know, with, with him with philly yeah. he just doesn't do anything but um on, you know on top of that uh you know just what they did to Embiid uh and how they bottled him up was uh was incredibly impressive yeah like yeah. you're throwing you're throwing grant and uh blake and Cornette, who was great at him uh, you know, all game long and trying to disrupt his rhythm and what he's doing. And they really and didn't knocked take him off. 17 free throws like he usually does, or at least it feels that way every time he plays the Celtics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they, they, they kind of kept him at bay, kept him from going off, kept him from, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting to the line too, too many times. He's still getting every favorable call and late calls and one on Grant that made me want to, you know, throw something through my TV set. But, uh, yeah, you know, seven free yeah. You know, I mean, he got a couple of gimmies and he only ended up with seven free throw attempts. So they did a really good job playing him pretty straight up, um, you know, and, and making it so he couldn't whatever. I mean, he still got 21 shots up when all was said and done. But for the most part, uh, that's a pretty good uh, job on him. Philly really didn't get much from anybody else outside of their big two. Uh, and that was it. I mean, this, you know, like I said, is if you're if you're Sixers Twitter right now, you're 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 ready to to jump off something you're you got to be pretty <laughs> do you, th- you think that they're, they're that upset i don't know i wouldn't be shocked that they're thinking that this is just like one of those games where oh you know blake's never gonna shoot like that again Derek's never gonna shoot like that again but i'm with you I mean, they were, the- but it's not a seven game series that's the problem is like yeah you can yeah. easily write it off you know it's not like golden state game one of the finals would be like yeah i dare those guys right. to hit it 
where everyone it's just went, oh, that, but Draymond's reading off the, the box score, right? Right. <laughs> it's still like, oh man, you know, like this is bad. I, I do have to, I do want to say uh, we're having another couple other technical issues. Our chat isn't loaded. We're not seeing a lot of your comments right now. I apologize. We're hoping to get that back as the yeah, show. I blame Twitter. I blame Twitter. What's going on tonight? Tonight's a weird night, John. I think I, I think the on. Twitter filtered down and infected everything tonight. Um, you know, so it's a weird vibes night in terms of technology. I think global technology <laughs> took a hit tonight. Anyway, um, the uh, so we're hoping that that gets fixed, and we're not ignoring you guys. I promise we will get your chats up there for all of you guys calling me an idiot. Uh, I know you think I'm an idiot, and you know, we'll. I'm sure you know I'll be able to post some of those eventually. Uh, as all topics well. takes uh, a time. Yeah, we're gonna bring in Sherrod Blakely, who had to relocate. And uh, next to the technicians, I guess. What a day. What a day. What a day. Yeah, play something from the soundboard. Come on, put something on. We're good, Joe Sway. Just, <laughs> I'm having Brockton Wi Fi issue esque oh, over here. Oh, no, that took so, eight minutes. Yes, yes. What a game. Yeah. What a game. Uh, hey, you I, guys talk for a minute. I'm going to go try to fix my technical issue with the stream, but you guys are good. Hang, hang, hang in there. I'll, I'll be right back. You guys, you guys do your thing. What you got for me, Sharon? No, oh, it's the Sharon and Joe Sway show. They, well, this never happens. What's going on? This never happens. This clearly <laughs> things are not going quite as planned. No, this, this was a, this was a really good game. Uh, I, I like this game for a lot of reasons. One of the, my biggest reasons is that you, you beat a good team and you didn't have Top five, top twenty-five Tatum out there. I didn't think he was very good at all. I mean, he, you know, he flirted with a triple double there, but you know, he had a big shot late in the fourth. But for the most part, this wasn't a really good Jason Tatum game. Uh, you got big games from from Derek White. You got you know Malcolm Brogdon giving you something off the bench, and it did this. Not only where you didn't get a great Tatum. You were missing Jalen Brown for two plus quarters. No Al, no Rob. You had Blake Griffin looking like 2017 Blake Griffin with the Clippers. Um, <laughs> and you you found a way to beat one, you know, a team that was playing some pretty good basketball. You know, I'd say the last month or so. So this was a good win. This was a really good win. You know, it was a good indication of that too, especially when we're talking about effort. A team just looked like they just wanted it way more than the other. The rebounding, man, no yeah. Rob. No out, and you still win the rebounding by a plus 10. And look, before you yeah. hop on, I don't know if you heard me, but I was telling John how uh, Doc gave gave the media the old uh, we shouldn't have won this game speech. You remember those from, from, those, from his days here in Boston? I've, I've, and, I've heard a few of those. Yeah, right. You've heard a few. You, you sat in through a couple of those. I mean, how much of it is that, though? Like when you, when you, look, when you look at what happened, especially in that fourth quarter, I mean, Philly got it down to three, and the Southern's – Got their lead right back up right before things really mattered in those last couple of minutes. All right, time for a quick pause. We want to tell you about one of our sponsors, our exclusive wagering partner over here at CLNS Media and the Garden Report. And that, of course, is Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your Super Bowl betting this season. Get analysis on every play prop and point at bet online of course the big game is coming up uh just around the corner here you'll find the latest odds team matchup info player news of course game trends over at bet online with betting options for everything from the national anthem to the halftime show and even the gatorade bat bet online is your super bowl headquarters this season so head to the website today 
That's betonline.ag or use your mobile device to check out the most comprehensive Super Bowl info on the web. And of course, do not forget to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to get in on all the betting action. Again, Super Bowl Sunday, get pumped, get in on the action with BetOnline. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Yeah, I, I just, you know, the Celtics, they just, they played harder, longer. I mean, that's really what this came down to. I thought Philly did a lot of good things, especially coming out the gate with that 7-0 run to start. But Boston just played with a more focus, more intensity, more effort, more grit for longer stretches. And that's how, that's why they got the win. And to me, this is the, this is the way that when you talk about the postseason, you talk about figuring out ways to win ugly or win in ways that aren't necessarily indicative of who you are, these are the kind of games you got to have to play. You, you're going to have to find a way to do it. And, again, I, I you know, I don't know how much you guys talked about Blake Griffin, but, man, was that a back-to-the-future moment for him tonight. Uh, and it, and the, thing, the thing about it, and I don't know how much they talked about this in their prep, but Joel Embiid, historically does not like to come out and guard bigs if you are in a flow he's going to let you get three or four wide open shots off before he just decides to make any attempt to guard you and i give blake credit they came right out the gate and took advantage of that you know he made the first two uh baskets for the celtics scored their first six points nine of their first 11 and again philadelphia you know you didn't even play the full brunt of the celtics and they pretty much you know, other than the first three or four minutes, they pretty much had this game, you know, going at a pace and a rhythm that they wanted to, as opposed to what you were looking to do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I do love those we should have won the game speeches from Doc. I love him. Yeah, you know, he had a smile on his face while he did it. He just he just loves the city. He can't even, like, stay mad after a loss. But, yeah, I mean, no. I, I just, it just reminded me of those uh, of those days of watching this, his press conferences and saying, like, hey, listen, you know, to listen to, hey, listen, uh, we shouldn't have won this game. We don't deserve to win this game. Like, you know, it was just like, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know what? That that applies. You got that, dog. Like, like because, uh, again, the, whether you want to talk about the effort, guys going out to guard the three-point arc or just – Overall, on defense, they, they never made adjustments. And Doc obviously pointed that out. There, Someone else pointed that out. Um, uh, I will, I, And I will bring that to you in a little bit. That is uh, an interesting little nugget. But, yeah, I mean, crazy game. One of the funny things you talk about is, like, you can, po- you can point at almost every person tonight who played, who made a contribution, except for maybe Pritchard um, in his limited minutes. But almost everybody who did get in there did something of value. Um, but it also is it, – it's just – this is what you have to do when you're down this many players is um, you got to keep, you got to stay with the program. You got to keep passing the ball. You can't start going ISO ISO because you just don't have those players out there. It almost like forces you to play 
team ball and, and have a team effort because there's no other way that you can succeed. I mean, you could give the ball to Tatum and if the defense was playing him differently and let him shoot 40 times, I guess, in a game like this. But that wasn't happening. Philly made sure that didn't happen. So yeah. the Celtics had to get everybody else involved, and they did. And those are always fun because it's like, oh, crap, you're open here. And you hit it like, all right, yay. You know, like you're really like psyched for one another. And that's kind of what this game was. Uh, for these guys, a great moment when, like, I forget who it was. Might have been White standing next to Hauser in the corner. Hauser kind of relocated there, took his spot. He just yeah. shovels it to him. He hits it. Every The bench gets up. You know, like, stuff like that was really great. You know, like, everyone kind of when they needed to step up to make a play did, um, which was really great. When they needed a board, they got it. When they needed a good defensive stop, they got it just kind of happened all game long there's so many individual moments from so many different players it's really a game that like you can feel pretty like proud of both as a fan and certainly like as a coach uh sitting and like watching this one like man you know this we 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 manned up tonight yeah yeah, yeah the, the effort and the multiple contributions that's what you want I mean, yeah. not the, you, you obviously you want to win the game, but even if the Celtics would have wound up losing this game, the way they played was exactly how you're going to win. You're going to win more games than not when you play like this, uh, when everyone is, is, is contributing. You know, as you pointed out, Sam Hauser, big shots, Blake, big shots, uh, Derek White, big shots and big defensive plays. I mean, he had some, you know, top 10-esque blocks there. For, and, and again, he's arguably the best shot blocking guard in the NBA. Uh, and, and we saw we saw that on display tonight. I even said something nice about him on Twitter, but I'm not going to repeat it because I don't want. <laughs> no, the, I don't repeat want it. The, that shit was shut funny. up. I, no, I, I don't almost, want the Derek White stands out there to get big heads. You know, I almost retweeted. I'm sure I, the chat has probably said apology cam eighty five thousand times, but I can't see the chat. Sorry, guys. Anyway, uh, you know what though, John? The, the the moment you do that though, he's gonna go like one for twelve the next game. Like, so don't even do yep. it. Yep. Don't, don't it's like yeah, the Grant twenty. It. It's like the Grant twenty million dollar game. <laughs> he has he has it everyone starts saying see that's why he has 20 million dollars then right, he plays right. like ass for like eight games and everyone stops <laughs> saying it right you know? right so right. it's like those so um you that's know, always been you know, it with, with white let's let's keep it let's keep it 100 i mean consistency that's always been the case with him if he's consistent with it no, no more slander on this show for sure well at least from john because we don't really give him a whole lot of slander besides john but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's I'm a I'm a Derek White guy. I I am. I I I've been from day one. Uh, just because I, I just think you need guys who are high level wild card factors. Guys that they're not great players per se, but there are certain nights and certain situations where they can potentially be the best player on the floor for you. Uh, and I think he has that in him every now and then to be that guy. Like Here's I thought. What I, he, yeah. Go ahead, Go John. Ahead, no, you, no, no, you, you got finish, it. You finish. You finish. Uh, I was just, I was just going to say that this was Somebody one of those nights where, when you look at why they won this game, his ability to play at a high level at both ends of the floor was a big reason for that. <laughs> and, and so, for for me, what I finally realized I like most about Derek White is it once you kind of come to grips with you know his limitations. He's not a lights out shooter, and he's going to have nights where he doesn't shoot really well. He's not an exceptional athlete, so you know he's not like he's just going to do you know blow by you or have these big games. You don't expect him to be like a high volume scorer either. But every once in a while, he can uh, you know he can fill it up. But of all the players on the team, I think he's the one guy who almost always does the right thing uh, in almost every situation. He's always 
you never have a game where you're like, what's Derek doing? Usually his bad games are just, he's not hitting shots games, but, or, you know, just simply, you know, he gets beat a couple times on defense or whatever it is that happens. uh, But that's more like physical in terms of his approach. He always, you know, does the right thing, makes the smart play, takes the shot when it's there, you know, and sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't, uh, you know, always the effort on defense, always smart when he gambles or when he kind of hedges or when he waits and, you know, his, you know, just the way that he plays defense and the way that he plays both individually and team defense, almost everything that he does, I think is the right thing. So like you have to applaud that to, 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 you know, to an extent. And that's kind of what I like because you see other people kind of fall out of their patterns and their rhythms. You see Tatum force. Sometimes you see Jalen get his tunnel vision, you know, Marcus, you know, kind of has his moments, uh, you know, Brogdon sometimes too, uh, you know, all of them, they, they kind of lapse in and out. White almost never does. Uh, he's almost always kind of doing the right thing. And so, uh, then you have the games where the, where, where the ball's going in the net for him too. And it's like, all right, there you go. You know, because I feel like a lot of you know, this is instinctual. Right, like he just knows. He's got great. He's got great basketball instincts. Right, right. It's just that when the shot's not falling, or if he can't find a, an offensive rhythm, that's when you have nights where John's like, "Who is this guy?" You know what I mean? It's like which well, guy. Sometimes he's show invisible. Up? Right. Yeah. Well, that's what happens though. Right. When he can't get those shots to fall, and he'll just sort of let the other guys get going. But he can yeah, get in I his mean, head a, a tad sometimes with their yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I don't think it's one of those like. Like you mentioned Marcus, I feel like with, with Marcus, it, it kind of happens in that order. Like uh, like you said, it's like, okay, well, the Jays don't got it. I, I got to step up here and take a lot more shots. You know, I, I don't think – Derek never falls in that trap, falls into that trap. Even if he yeah. has it going. Like he can make six in a row. He's not going to, you know, try to take matters to his own hands. He's just always going to try to blend in with the flow of the offense. Totally. Yeah, because remember, remember there was a point when, you know, shortly after he arrived and, and really even into this season – they had to go out of their way to encourage him to take shots. Yeah. Uh, he was, he, I mean, he was just, he wasn't passing the ball. He was just passing up great looks. And to put in the kind of time that he did to improve his shot, to not take it, you're doing more of a disservice to the team by doing that. And I, and I think it, it finally dawned on him that, you know, if guys are going to leave me open, I got to wet that rim. Uh, I got to make that shot. I got to absolutely make teams pay for letting me, just be out here on this island all into myself. Um, I don't know. Have you guys talked much about uh, Bobby's BFF, Mr. Luke Cornett? No, not yet. You know, we, we I, say I, that for him. I mentioned we, we can yeah. save that for later. This is the thing, and and and, I, and we can we can obviously come back to this later. But Luke's athleticism is kind of underrated. Some of these these above the rim finishes these are not normal dunks. That's nah, coordinated. He's just tall, Shiraz. What that is? Well, no, it's not that he's just tall. He's tall <laughs> no, and coordinated. He he actually he because you know typically when 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 guys just have that tremendous growth spurt, there's this awkward phase. Luke looks really comfortable playing above the rim, which I I it's, it's pretend not to see that like the last month. It's deceiving. But anyway, team I, I don't I don't want to say much. I don't want to say much about Luke because I don't want to steal Bobby's thunder. So we're going to, I, I just want to throw it but out But he played there. a good game. This, this could have yeah, been a nightmare matchup. One of the things I think about Cornette is despite his height, I don't think he challenges bigs very much. I think he's pretty good at blocking kind of shorter guys. Um, he did tonight. But tonight he did. You know, tonight he was in there. Um, and tonight he mixed it up. So uh, I thought he showed something on the, in, in that regard. Um, you know, he's, 
and, and as you said, that stuff is athletic. That that takes you know coordination, timing. That's not some of the stuff that he's done on those catches uh, is hard to do, and you don't see you know it's 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 not natural for some people. Uh, so it is for him. You're right. He's comfortable being tall. And that's and and again that that's something that you can't really say that a lot of say that about a lot of guys in this league. Yeah. I mean, he's catching lobs back to the basket, throwing yeah. it down. That's not normal. So the problem <laughs> is going to happen when Bobby jumps on here is naturally uh, uh, the natural conversation before this game began when uh, Horford and Williams went out was what? What are they going to do in the middle? Yeah, but even if he might have 40 at half, but even long term. Even long term, immediately, I, everyone's like, they, they got to trade for bigs. Like, they, I, we can't, you can't have this. You can't have these both guys both going out. You know, Horford's old, Rob's hurt all the time. I felt like it was a sense of panic that went in when people saw the injury report prior to this game of like the reality that, like, yes, one guy's an old man and the other guy's hurt 50% of his life. Like, that's not tenable. And I think a lot of people are immediately, Pirtle, 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 we got to go get some. Um, and there's a bunch of reports around that today, and the trade deadline is tomorrow. So we're going to talk about that for sure. I also want to talk about one of the strangest Joe Missoula answers uh, we've had in a little bit. Uh, I'm going to play that for you just right. when we get back. But first, uh, tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Garden Report. Bobby, to catch you up, we talked about the great team win. We did talk a little bit about Luke, but not too much. Uh, we talked about uh, how Luke's apps, uh, Alan Rob's offense, um, uh, Alan Rob's, sorry, absence. Uh, <laughs> Alan Rob's absence kind of freaked a bunch of people out. I thought you were about to say Alan Robinson. <laughs> kind of freaked a bunch of people out who were really, really concerned and thought, um, you know what, we got to go get ourselves a big now. And then Luke steps up and has himself a big game. I also wanted to talk about, I don't know what kind of intel you got. Who was who was listening to Joe today? I did not catch Joe, but I heard what he said. Okay, about, uh, so about Jalen? Yeah, I guess he left. So the yeah, so let's 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 play that. So Jalen Brown, this was a strange one. We don't know what happened here. I I find it. I don't know. Oh, we guys... actually have an update. Oh, what Breaking is it? Breaking news from Sham Sarania. Jalen Brown has suffered a facial fracture and will miss some time. That was the fear. So, He'll likely be sidelined through the all-star break with further so, examination coming tomorrow. So that's where I was going with it is it made no sense that he would leave the game with a facial contusion unless they feared that he suffered a fracture. Um, and that was my concern there because Joe was insanely vague. And now I'm not going to play the soundbite because it doesn't really matter. But he couldn't reach him. He didn't know where he was. He said he called him. He didn't pick up. Uh, but uh, and we'll put no, this update weird, on the screen. It's a little weird. We'll we'll put <laughs> it was weird regardless. But we'll put yeah. this uh, update on the screen here. But no longer a facial contusion. Now reported a facial fracture. That's kind of where I was going, guys. It made no sense to me that he would have left without a concussion or without anything. Obviously, Missoula kind of tipped his hand because he's like, I tried to call him. I don't know, which means he left, you know, and he was asked that follow up question. I'll, I'll play it anyway. This is what Joe had said. I don't. Um, I haven't got an update yet. I called him. He didn't answer, but uh, I'll get that, you know, ASAP. Uh, I hope he's OK. Uh, you said he called Jalen, right? Did he have to, like, go off site to get uh, medical care or like what, what was it? I'm not sure. I just as soon as I got to my office, I just called him. I didn't see him where he was. So Not good. That was it. Obviously, he was off site. Obviously, you know, whatever. There was tests being done. And now, as it turns out, uh, it is a facial fracture. 
um, you know, reported by Shams, as you mentioned. Uh, Nasty collision. Didn't look good that, right away. Yeah. And Tatum seemed really concerned. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. up with that? Bobby, what do you think about that? We we spoke about it briefly, John and I, but like, <laughs> Jesus. Like, I, I'm I not trying to say regret that we don't it. like each other, but it's just I know, but like, like, holy my God, Ben, Ben down at least. Yeah, he just looked yeah. at him and just like, he was like, uh, he complained about a call. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Something missing up there. Um, like, I, you know, I'm still waiting to see a, a handshake. If I hit or that, anybody in the face, I haven't seen it all year long between those two. Yo, it's almost instinctual. You like bend right over. Oh I'm my like, god! Oh, oh my god! I, do? I was in the even if it's opposing play, opposing uh, play from literally. Team. I was at Market Basket and a second line opened up, and I went to sprint my cart there, and I bumped the lady in the arm, and I stopped. I was like, "Oh my god! I'm so sorry." He literally just broke his teammate's face, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, man. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. That 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 dynamic is weird between those two, man. I'm not. Again, I never, I never call it. Weird, they don't, man. Like, they don't. They they dislike each other. I wouldn't go that far, but it's just, it's just, it's weird. They have a weird dynamic. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> but anyway, What's that's not good. We don't know. What you know, you know how like everyone has sort of has like a handshake coming. <laughs> like I'd never see those guys clap hands. Not I've even, never like, seen anything like that in my life. Oh, man. I bet he regretted it immediately. Wait, well, I, it was weird, but I don't know. Maybe he didn't notice. He hit his arm. It was that was bad. his arm, right? Yeah. It was bad, yeah. Jalen ran right off. And just then now, I mean, Rob injured that ankle against Detroit. Didn't look good. They'll probably be cautious with that. I have no clue what happened with Al. Uh, no real indication he was hurt, and Joe didn't say much about that pregame either. But what a performance for the depth tonight! Super important for them going into the All Star break when you're weighing uh, into the trade deadline, when you're weighing all the different things you can do with this team. Not to say a big night from that group uh, makes you say, "All right, we're good, stand pat." But Hauser showed he can still do some stuff offensively. Like just huge to get two big games from him. Cornette again, everyone panic central. When Cornette has to play extra minutes tonight, but he was phenomenal. I thought he was great. <laughs> what a play, alley oop with Derek White, just real instinctual with 0.5 on the clock, a super important basket late in this game. Um, I actually talked to him about it. And he said it just kind of came together on the fly there after the timeout. Um, great defense, I thought, even when drawn onto the perimeter. I know John didn't like the double Cornette contest. Not a great Cornette moment, but overall. That was this. That was that was his worst moment of the season. Yeah, yeah. You know what, John? You're right because if you have enough time to do that twice, as, as you pointed out, you got enough time to go and I don't just know, get out to the shooter. shooter. If you can jump twice, get out there. But let's all let's let's just all say it together. He should be part of the Celtics going forward. Even if you go get another big, Luke Cornette is useful for this team. He can play in the playoffs and a limited so role. So if they get Hurdle and Horford and 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 Rob are healthy, you're telling me we've got to find Luke Cornette minutes. Keep him around. There's no, there's no damn <laughs> John. When they got Moses Brown, you're like you got to keep him. The contract, it's incredible. You have Luke Look, on the same I'm contract. The L on, I'm, better. I'm taking the L on Mo Brown, but I'm taking Sherrod with me. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm I'm with you. The dude. Ha- 
Bobby, the dude had damn near 20 rebounds in damn near the first half. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah, he went off. Yeah, Moses. But clearly that was the best game he would ever play in his life. Clearly. But, 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 Sherrod, you you provide the proper context there why John was (laughs) was going nuts about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, Bobby, we we actually gave Luke a good deal of credit. I talked about Yes, I, I talked about how his athleticism is, is on a level that is probably better than we thought it would be. Be able to coordinate himself above the rim, catch alley-oops and stuff like that with his back to the basket. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. The catch's defense is off, off guard, I think, for sure. They're not they're not hip. You know, they don't know that. You know, they, I'm sure they know about the, the, the Cornette contest, but when he's doing stuff like that on offense, I think it throws them off, especially when you, guys like Jalen and Tatum are, are lobbing it to him, right? You know? I think Philly just wasn't ready for this. I do have to say, Joel walking away going, yeah, what was that up was with that? so funny. He thought he could get into he his got head. Asked about it. It was. He got asked about it, Joel did, after the game, and he was like, well, we lost. He, did, he didn't comment <laughs> on it. People find it so ridiculous, they literally don't want to talk Luke about, about it. it. Everybody outside of the outside of the Celtics who's been asked are like, yeah, I don't know. We just, we just kind of, we don't really. know. That was it. so. Yeah. He was like, "This guy stinks." <laughs> oh, Joel, man. Even Luke, I asked Luke about it. He was like, "I just laughed." That was that was funny. Yeah. But what a performance! Stepping in, tough spot, guys out, and Luke Blake right in. They don't win this game without those Blake threes. Incredible All right, spe- stuff from Blake tonight, too. Speaking of Blake threes, um, anybody in there talking to Blake? Blake talked, and uh, yeah, all right, I'm guys- gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little soundbite from Blake. Um, I was gonna, uh, Bobby, did you see this? Some shots fired from Blake here. Oh, no, yeah. I caught the very end. Um, okay, shots fired from Blake Griffin here, um, uh, aimed at oh, uh, the over there on the other he side. Well, he was motivated. Let's let's get into that. Let, let's get let's get when we get back. Right, we'll let, talk. This more is about pretty that. good. This is pretty good. And do you feel like maybe? A little disrespect to just kind of leave you open like that. You know, as a guy can shoot three pointers like that. Um, I don't really take it as disrespect. Um, it hurt him. That was their game plan. Obviously, you know, Doc makes that game plan. Um, they didn't adjust, which has been sort of a thing. Um, no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. Why is it people are about to disrespect you when they tell you no disrespect? You can't oh, insult somebody like, and say no disrespect. no disrespect. Everyone looks up like, oh, what you got? Yeah. Well, people for I think people forget that, you know. Blake keeps it real. Blake played. Yeah, well, remember, Blake, when he was with the Clippers, had just signed that fat contract, and then they sent his ass to Detroit. Man. I would be – if I were Blake, I would absolutely be salty to this day. Because he was the face of the franchise, and he then you just, sent him to Detroit. He just put Doc in a body bag there. I mean, that he was did. that's pretty bad. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I will. This is one of those games where I would love to have had him mic'd up because remember, a lot of those shots he was knocking down in front of that Clippers bench. You yeah. don't. You don't, you're telling me he didn't. He just knocked down a shot and kept moving. Oh no, no. You know he had some words for Doc. Probably you know he did. Yeah. But th- yeah, this was absolute. Revenge game. This, this is, this is, you know, you did me wrong, and I'm about to do you. Period. Right. Kind of game. Um, they had no, and and again, 
to Blake's credit, he recognized that he was being defended more times than not by Joel, who's not going to defend him. Right. You step behind that three-point line. I mean, Joel and B treat that as if the, as if there's like a laser beam or something that's going to fry his ass if he steps outside the three-point line to defend someone. Yeah. That's your safe zone against Joel. That's literally the, the place where he will not give you that's any fine. trouble. Right. But let's be fair. Let's but be that's real. The game plan too. You want Blake Griffin shooting as many threes as possible. Like, that's a good after game plan. The, it's after not the a bad third, game plan. No, in fact, I would say the, after the third make, I would let him shoot 10 yes. more because the law of averages is he's going to miss the next 10. Yeah. I am not adjusting to this guy making in an inordinate amount of threes. I would actually expect him to miss every single one after the first three. So I, I it's funny to make fun of Doc, but Doc Rivers did not need to adjust his game plan to defend Blake Griffin on the perimeter. It's just not what he needed to do. No, I yeah, never, a guy man. makes three shots in a row. A non-shooter makes three in a row from the same, basically the same area. I, let him keep shooting. I'm at least going to like have my guy. You know, you might want to get in his zip code on his next shot. No, I I'm want him to shoot all- more. That would be my plan. But I'm not a coach either. Someone that would be my plan. Done a cornet contest or something to start the third quarter. I mean, you, did, <laughs> you do it they again. Need a do something. Contest. <laughs> like, oh gosh. Or the lazy, yeah. the lazy. You know, the lazy defense. Something like. Coming the rub, out, that's coming, the rub. Of, <laughs> coming into the second half, the rub. He drains two, <laughs> sparks the offense again, all over again. Hey, we got to give credit to, to to Blake, man. That was it was a heck of a game. Yeah, I don't know what you do. You guard, you scheming against Jason. Jalen's out there, and Blake. You want you want him to shoot it. that? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what's what was he shooting from three coming into? Thirty two percent, but I mean that's his career. Thirty one percent. His career is about a thirty two percent three point shooter. That you want thirty. 32.3, 32% three-point shooters taking threes. I mean, that's that's better than anyone else on the floor taking shots, you know, from anywhere, really. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but Blake gets his revenge. He makes all of his shots. He looks pretty good. And that's it. You know, you have you eat it. You know, they, they, they the shots fell tonight. <laughs> someone wrote, someone wrote, put him in a body bag. Where's that from? What movie is that from? <laughs> Karate Kid. Yes, I love that line. <laughs> put him in a body bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, put him in a body bag. That this line always stood out to me. Always. He I love that kid's face too. It yeah. always stands out to me. I'll tell you this. I saw Karate Kid in the theater back in the day. Oh yeah. And that's the one crazy. movie. I- Oh, it's uh, the when 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 spoiler alert if you don't know how it ended too bad when Johnny freaking pull when 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 uh, I'm sorry when uh, when uh, when he pulls off the crane kick the entire friggin' place got up like it was a sporting event and started clapping <laughs> it was un freaking believable it was unreal <laughs> it was like a, it was like a sporting event it was so awesome everybody's on their feet it was incredible you don't get that you know that was pretty fun anyway uh great movie great lines sweep the leg you're right though put him in the body bag sticks out more than sweep the leg for me joe sway i remember that guy's face too the way he says Uh, it right with that smile like yeah yeah, put him in a body bag Uh, (laughs) yeah This was an incredible win. I mean, this yeah. stacks right up there with the most impressive that I've covered from them. I, you were down four. 
their starters against one of the hottest teams in the league. A great defense. A team that's really hard to stop schematically. And I thought they just had the Sixers looking frazzled at points offensively. I mean, Harden got Cornette on the perimeter at one point and for some reason just threw it away to Harrell. They tossed it out to Maxi, who just like tossed up this crazy jumper against Pritchard. Uh, numerous moments throughout this one. They went small late against Embiid. Tatum, I think, guarding him at the point of attack. They get a switch on Pritchard, I think it was. They swarm him. They get him off the ball. He tries to get it back, and they just end up throwing it away. Uh, this was an incredible game, not to mention that set play out of timeout uh, that got coin at the basket was 0.5. On the shot clock, just so much great stuff from this one. You got to give Joe some credit. Uh, whatever impact he had preparation-wise going into this one, they did a phenomenal job, and they hold Philly to 99 without like your best defensive players, Al, Rob, Smart. Uh, this is this is just a mesmerizing win. Obviously, you get hot from three in this one, and that's a big part of it. But the defense was incredible. I thought after some early turnovers, they took care of the ball well, and Tatum was great passing. Uh, this was just great stuff. And now you've won four out of five after a little bit of a low there. Um, so you got to feel great about this one. And, of course, you moved to 2-0 and o against a team that was closing in on you a little bit. Yep. Yep. Uh, anything left over on this win? Because I agree, Bobby. That's how we opened the show. Honestly, I think it's possibly the best win of the year, given the circumstances, given the opponent. Um, and then, obviously, when Jalen goes out as well, you're down You're down four of your five regular starters, and Tatum is not having a good offensive game because Philly's throwing a lot of bodies at him and taking him out of his rhythm. And you have to have everybody else step up and make contributions. And they did literally start to finish and it really felt like a if Tatum doesn't start to get it going in the fourth Philly's going to come back and win this game and it didn't happen so amazing amazing all-around win I think possibly possibly the win of the year go ahead um from from Jeff Stotts in street clothes who's obviously one of those um uh injury reporters uh medical guys uh, said Jalen Brown, recovery from facial fractures often varies due to various factors, including the involved bones, displacement, size of the break, soft tissue, and possible eye damage. Surgery may be needed if damage is significant or bone is displaced. Oh, um, man. When you're looking at in-season facial fractures, the average time lost for non-surgical cases is four games or 11 days, and that doubles if surgery is needed. Yeah, you're Matt looking at Jaylen's on the way. You're looking at plastic. Here's the thing. You got the all-star break coming up. He's probably out through it. But once you get through that, either option, you're looking at a surgical mask return for Brown, which is pretty good. But the problem with that is it really messes with you. You see a lot of players really struggle with that. Uh, you know, throws off their, you know, just their whole He's a body. very te- like, yeah, he's very involved technically, right? He's a guy so that could be. That's not going to be that. easy to come off. So, like, you'll get him back. What the hope is, he can scrap that thing, hopefully, you know, heading, you know, as you're approaching the playoffs and get back to himself. But you're going to hit some lumps here with Brown, both missing time and then having to deal with kind of coping with that. So, you hope for the lesser option, obviously, and you hope for anything that doesn't involve his eyes. Uh, but it's a, that's a, that's a tough break for him. Tough break. Yeah. Especially he's, I mean, People are not going to care about him missing the All-Star game. But I I just think where he was mentally and everything, it's just terrible timing. I mean, sure, the break buys you some time there for him to come back. But like you said, it's going to take some time. It's going to be be little by little for him to be. Question is, is is it easier to trade him for KD now or is it harder? (sighs) The latter. and Too soon? I guess guess it's a good segue. Hey, 
Josue, yes. we were we are we too were, soon. We were Josue, we were we were talking to a pro- The wound is still hurt. Josue, we His were wound talking, is open still. I don't think he's left the arena yet. Damn Jos- Go ahead, Bobby. Jos- Go ahead, Bobby. Josue and I were talking to a prominent member of the Celtics organization who was very much in favor of this. You might want to spill the beans, Josue? Yeah, Bobby. You have no choice. You have yeah. no choice now. Someone spilled the beans. One, one Cedric Maxwell said, go get Kevin Durant. You know who else said, I mean, you remember the beginning of the year, Scal was saying time, it. But, and, yeah. and then, like, I think NBC was like, you can't say that, you know, like, so like, you know, he was like, absolutely. You get him. You get He's like, I got my new contract. Here. I can say this. No before. disrespect, but are you kidding me? You know, like, are you get him out of there? So uh, we know the trade deadline is tomorrow naturally. And we're going to talk about that and some cool, uh, you know, rumors, uh, different things uh, to wrap up the show last 15 minutes or so. Uh, we do want to quickly tell you about another one of our sponsors here. All right, we're going to take a quick time out to tell you about one of our sponsors here at The Garden Report, and that is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes. Skip all the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you don't have to worry about going through all of the same recipes in that recipe rut. You can just treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. No matter the lifestyle or your meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes to please everyone at your table from fit and wholesome to veggie to meat to fish to family friendly. You'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You can customize select meals by swapping out proteins or sides or even add a protein or a veggie dish. You can upgrade to organic chicken or organic ground beef. And the pre-portioned ingredients make it so easy to just follow along with your recipe card, get a delicious home-cooked dinner on the table without all of the time-consuming meal planning or prepping. Why do I like HelloFresh? Easy. Almost every meal I've gotten from there has just been a slam dunk home run for me and the entire family. Just last week, we dug into lean, mean chicken and greens. My wife and I are trying to eat a little healthier these days. And the tropical fish tacos were a hit for everyone in the family. So what do you need to do to take advantage of this deal? Well, you go to HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. You will get 65% off plus free shipping. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. 65% off your entire purchase. It's a terrific deal, plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Uh, and again, stick around. We're going to have a little bit of trade chatter and update some of the uh, some of the stuff. Actually, it's even a couple different things have happened during the course of the night that might affect things. A couple of names that the Celtics were interested in, uh, Vanderbilt being one of them, already being shipped. So again, teams are making moves. Um, also, what do injuries do for the Celtics in terms of their needs now, especially if Jalen Brown's out for a little bit? Does that change things for you? Uh, we do want to talk about the trade deadline, which is tomorrow at three o'clock 
We are going to have a trade deadline special. It's going to start at two tomorrow, and we expect you to join us. Uh, Bobby Manning and I will be just kind of seeing what's happening, lay of the land, take us all the way to three o'clock. And if anything happens, obviously we'll talk about it on the fly. Anybody else here who wants to join in can, but they have busy lives, and I don't know if they necessarily will be able to, but that's okay. Uh, guys, given the injuries surrounding the team right now, uh, the for you know just how fragile the big guys are and now with the Jalen stuff where's your mind at uh I, I think they're gonna sit tight and wait for the buyout market and go get Nerlens Noel you don't feel different like that they need more oh I think they could use more just for just the sake of having insurance policy but I I, I think if if they and again health is always a crapshoot um when it comes to getting ready for the playoffs and, and having success in the playoffs. But I think they've got enough to get to the finals. Adding another piece would put them over the top, I think. It has to be the right piece, though. Uh, I look at a guy like Nerlens Noel, if you can get him on a buyout market, it would be perfect because that would mean you didn't have to do anything to your current group and added someone who can give you something on that second unit that you could definitely use for 15 or so minutes a game. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if something like that happens. I mean, I, I just think the Southerns aren't – out to make a big splash. I don't think that's their approach going into the deadline. I mean, they're going to find out what guys are worth, right? Whether it's Pritchard or maybe Grant, you know, just to see what's out there. But I don't see them striking a, a, a significant deal. And um, if they do trade for someone, I mean, yeah, we talked about the secondary uh, shot blocker, a rim protector. I don't know. Mo Bama's been thrown out there, um, especially today. I wouldn't hate that. I think that's something that could really help the Celtics. You know, just someone that just could really anchor or not anchor, but just help buckle down defensively when these when, when the defense really starts to let up. And I think someone like Bamba would would, would address that. Um, I've always been the guy who's Bamba stinks, guys. I mean, we're not talking about him as a backup guy right off the bench, though. Like for that guy who who could be your a, a rim protector and give you some minutes. I'll let I mean, Bobby. You you like him over Cornette, honestly? What's he doing for you? Um, he's yeah. a body. But is he, is he doing it for you over Cornet? I think so. Who's this? Bob Bob. Bob. Yeah, I don't want him. I mean, <laughs> I think he could challenge Cornet. I don't know if he would be guaranteed he would take a spot. But like, this is what we're talking about. We're, he would not challenge. Cornette. I think you need. I think you need to. At the end of last year, I felt that you needed guys who would slide in ahead of your bottom of the rotation players. So like possibly a guy who could take, you know, I, I didn't say take all of Grant's minutes, um, but, you know, kind of maybe jump in there. Poss just guys who would kind of knock the, the, the guys they were using in the seven, eight, nine spots down a little, which means whatever big you get has to at least slide in comfortably ahead of Cornette in terms of playing time. Uh, or else it's not really worth getting. You know, like you're not giving up anything real. And right, buyout market, you're right, Josue. A body is a body is a body. But none of those guys are moving the needle necessarily. That's literally just a body. Like dead insurance. You know, like, okay, you're a tall guy. Go stand out there for a little bit. I guess you would play Bomba in a game like this, maybe in place of Blake Griffin. So, yeah, it's an emergency, emergency situation. But I don't think they're playing meaningful minutes for you. Yeah, but I mean, you make yeah. you make it sound like he's a he's some bum for the Magic, man. Like he's Mo Bama can not only come up with defensive stops, but he can also shoot threes at, at a better rate than Cornette, I think. Right? He's around forty percent. Not only that, but he's also a guy who's sort of looking for an opportunity to to win. Now, look, I'm not saying this guy's going to be your starting center, but on a night like maybe not tonight, but other nights, oh, well, especially tonight, I should say, 
you know, two centers missing, or even if you have one center missing, I think you get some value there. Someone like Bomber. But that's okay. that's just one example. Um, I've always been a guy who's saying that they they the, the three and D guy, a secondary wing defender. I've thrown out Crowder before. I mean, again, this isn't nothing's going to be a huge splash in the trade market, but I do think guys like that, quality guys like that, would make an impact on this team. Would anybody? This is a name we've never mentioned. We hear Bomba, Pirtle, obviously. You've heard Nas read a ton. Uh, Vanderbilt's a guy being talked about a good bit. Just names that you're hearing. Uh, if 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 uh, James Wiseman shook free, is that someone you would think about? Because you've talked about Golden State being interested in a guy like Pritchard. Um, and again, I, I'm not saying it's even up, but uh, is that somebody who you, you could see? Mike? You can. Maybe yeah, I don't know. I don't know about him. You haven't seen enough from him. You have not, feels- but I like guys with high pedigrees, and I like the change of scenery sort of play. It's like a Belichick move, you know? I th- you get I think a first-round year- pick and busted somewhere else and see if you can do something with him. I think a year or two ago where you're looking for second draft guys and reclamation projects would have been more fitting then. I, I don't think you take a flyer on a guy who – has struggled to get on the floor and play in a system. And I know it's more offense that's impacting him in Golden State, though he hasn't been a great defender either. Uh, It's different here, but don't the Celtics play pretty much the same way the Warriors do, at least offensively? So I worry about that. A lot of the off-ball screening, a lot of the movement and spacing that he's struggled with in Golden State. And he's very expensive for a rookie. I think like 12, 13 million, right? He's Um, expensive, yeah. He's up there. That's why they're trying to sell him right now. You're looking for a shirt. He's not, he's not is, playing. He's not playing. This is why I don't like Bamba and Noel and Cousins and the Flyers on the free agent market. You're not, you're not sure, not only that they can fit and contribute, but also that these guys will enjoy being here and the role they're in. Uh, and right. I know that's been a concern with Pirtle, too, that he's looking for the payday. He's looking for the big Yeah, role. he doesn't want to be your third big. Honestly, if you bring but, in Pirtle, you got to start playing Rob a little. you got to start playing Horford less. Yeah, probably. And that's not the worst thing in the world. I, I still really favor that move because I think you have advantages trading with them. I think he brings a ton more to the table. And he brings something you're missing in terms of that scoring at the basket. Yeah, he does. Uh, and does one of the things – I don't know. I don't know how well he fits. He he might not with their offense. You're right because it's not a guy who's going to shout necessarily, Josue. So it's not a bad out to ten feet. Sure. So a couple updates tonight. Um, you know, earlier today, I know Jake Fisher had put out that report, but I didn't put much stock in it because all it said was the money for the the Celtics are looking to move out Gallo and uh, and um, and Pritchard, and that money would match up to Pirtle, but it didn't connect the dots between the two. He also said that that money would add up to Mo Bamba. So again. Not to not to not to crap on the report, but it didn't actually link the Celtics to Pirtle. It just simply said these two things would match his salary. Um, uh, this was an update from uh, from uh, you know Mark Stein over the past. You know the Spurs, and again, what team doesn't do this? Oh, we're not trading this guy. We're not trading this guy, and then you get close and be like. We're trading Traded. this guy. So again, you're trying you're trying to drum up interest by making a guy seem untouchable and get those offers coming up, 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 with the hope that you can get a nice haul for it. 
Hurdle's going to get traded. Right now, it looked like Toronto was a favorite. It's the last I saw and a couple of reports out there. But it does look over the course of the past 24 hours, again, according to Mark Stein and a lot of other people who've been hitting Twitter uh, with their uh, thoughts and takes on this situation, that Pirtle's going to move. So then it just is a matter of what's your price? How much is too much here? I'd say two additional firsts over what you already owe them. So I wouldn't up two picks on top of the You would do one first? I would do one first and then amend the 2028 you already owe them to just give it to them. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with Bobby. I, I can't imagine a scenario where you're giving up significant currency for – a guy that, again, is not necessarily going to be a prominent 25, 30-minute-a-guy player for you. I just don't see you giving up much for that. So um, I, that's going to be the challenge for the Celtics is, is just having a, the ability to accurately price point what a player's worth is on a trademark. I think this year is really tough, particularly when you have a team built like theirs that has a lot of back boxes already checked off. You don't have a, a tremendous need for someone to come in and be a regular rotation player. Uh, it'd be nice if they did, but it's not necessarily something that you absolutely have to have. Right. Um, You're not a fan I mean, of him, Josue. If you're, yeah, I'm really not. Just not for this team. Like, as a player, yeah, I'm a, I think he's talented. I just – I don't know how well he fits in, especially when you got two guys that are that, that are fighting for those minutes. You know, he has to split those with with with, uh, with, with Williams and, and Horford. I, I do think Horford's – got to be careful in a sense with his minutes, but I don't think it's one of those like, oh, you got to start cutting down his averages in, in the minutes and trying to integrate Hodel. I mean, I just – I don't know. I'm not crazy about his fit with this team. But we'll see. Okay. It's expensive. It's a luxury. I if think you in hadn't a norm- been I think burning- in a normally I think in a normally year you don't push and overextend yourself for something like this. But I just think this year is so important. I think they're so vulnerable if they lose an hour. I know if you hadn't burned so many draft picks year over year yeah, over that's year. That's another thing too. Yeah. That's another problem. If you were just I don't care about you, the picks. But you gotta start caring because oh, okay, the problem with the, the problem with this. <laughs> The only problem with this team now, and I think one of the things that people are not wrapping their heads around, is this idea that a window is going to last 10 years. Windows only last a long time when you've got talent coming through the pipeline. It's not just dependent on a couple of stars. People get expensive. Some expensive people have to get moved out, and you got to have other options coming through that pipeline. You can't just pay $20 million for every player who's going to play meaningful minutes for you, and that's where the Celtics are right now. So those draft picks are freaking really valuable to have and to hit on, and you can't give them all away. So they've given a lot away. They have. It's a re- it's a reality to get off of contracts, to upgrade, to get Brogdon, to get White. They really that they've done it already. Like they've kind of every time if someone looks at the Celtics as trade deadlines, why didn't they make a trade? They've made all the trades. They've done it already. They did it. They did it before the year. They made their trade deadline trade in uh, in July when they got Brogdon. Because they gave a fir- they gave this year's first already. That's kind of it. Like you just can't give every future one away. You can for it. like you can for stars. You can't do it every time you need depth. It's insane. 
It's just bad business. Uh, I could really use some big man insurance. Just take whatever firsts I have left. You can't have no firsts going into the future. Like, it's just not – It's you have to start replenishing your, your, your store somewhere. I know, but, John, think about it like this. Let's say they don't do it and we get to June and Rob goes down and it's Cornette and Blake who, you know, I'm fans of, but – in a playoff situation where the minutes are tighter and you're going against starters, you get there and the big difference is just not having that big man depth. And we're going to sit there in June and be like, oh, great season, but they lost the finals again. Like That's what we're talking about anyway, here. This is why I like a Wiseman type player. It's almost a redraft. You're going to get somebody else's recent first round draft pick that didn't hit. I'm not saying it'll work out, but that's why I find that sort of stuff intriguing because Hey, if that does work out, now you've got something where you haven't had your own homegrown talent that you haven't been able to develop that you might be able to turn this into something. That that's what that's the type of stuff I would rather see because again, they you've got to have eyes beyond this year. It can't always be sellout, and you can't just be trading first round picks for luxury items um, when you've dealt so many already. You have to factor in the fact that you're really kind of screwed uh, next few years without any picks at all. Well, if you keep trading, Wiseman, Wiseman's nine point six this year, which is about Pertle's salary. Twelve point one next year, already. Gallo, Pritchard, and a second. Done. Give me Wiseman. I'll roll the dice there. You think Golden State takes that? I guess they take Gallo. That's probably a good piece for them. Yeah, um, just saying. That's not a bad trade just for them. Saying. It makes some sense. Anyway, do you want to my- help out? Uh, well, I guess they're helping you out. Do they want to help the Celtics out? They don't give a crap. The chances that these two teams f- f- square off ever again this season is very small. <laughs> I know, especially after Curry just went down. What yeah. a development today. The Lakers going all in, and uh, or I guess that was a couple of days ago in Curry's case, uh, him going down for a significant amount of time there. This was so interesting. Uh, I almost couldn't watch the first half trying to – put together the pieces of this of this trade unbelievable deal well i'm, I'm glad you were able to pull it together and uh, and, and and do your job <laughs> <laughs> i was so distracted bobby was on the phone and everything making phone calls i was like damn I was watching, you know what I was watching all day today? I was watching uh, YouTube videos of people playing uh, The Last of Us video game and seeing how it matches up with the show. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Anyway, um, so yeah, quick thoughts trade on this trade. Lakers. Good, good, yeah, good trade back. for LA. They're back. I love it. I thought they needed to do that healed Turner trade over the summer. Just throw the two yeah, again. I don't care about picks. So if I'm the Lakers, I'm just like, all right, take these two picks. Let's get this done with and let's get some rotation, guys. But they waited and waited and waited through an awful start to the season. Bunch of Westbrook drama. Darvin Ham was here talking about how big, how tough it was to move Russ to the bench. And then another apparent blow of last game on LeBron's record-breaking night. But you get away with just giving up one protected first-round pick that conveys to a second – if it's project, if it's protected, and you get Vanderbilt, who I love as a throw-in, uh, not to mention Beasley, who can shoot eight threes a game at a high percentage. DeAndre Russell, uh, I don't love him. I don't think he's much yeah. better than Westbrook. He doesn't seem like a body but guy, but he's better than Westbrook. So you needed to save the season if you're the Lakers. 
Danny comes away with a premium, premium pick again. I'm, I'm blown away by the job he's doing in Utah. Just incredible. I don't get it as much from Minnesota, but can you rule out a Lakers Celtics finals now? <laughs> 180 Bobby. Can you rule it out? I love <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That was my first thought. I love that. I, you know what I love? I love how 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 enthusiastic you get. You just jump on stuff, you know? Like, yeah. you know, are the Lakers going to the finals? I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this, I don't, could re, this could be re energizing for them. <laughs> it could, but I mean they got a lot of they got a lot of problems. energy though for them to go. Guy Rue looked good tonight too, by the way. Of course. They're he in the did. playoff picture for sure. Let's, let's let's say that. I don't that wasn't a certainty before this trade, right, guys? I mean yeah, no, so they weren't they're going. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. But yeah, look, you get a couple pieces. You 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 address the defensive end. You got guys that can knock down shots. I mean, that's, say what you want about Russell. He will he will knock down shots for you. I mean, that's probably that's getting killed in the comments, right? <laughs> um, no, you're fine. People love yeah. you. So they got some balance there. They got some balance. Yeah, Bobby, you can do no wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's bad. So, anyway, um, you know, it is tomorrow. Uh, I talked to Grant, by the way, tonight. Got a pretty oh. boilerplate answer from him yeah. on the deadline. Um, Blake talked about the deadline as well, being that he's a friend of Pritchard, said he thinks he speaks to the entire team when uh, he says he wants Peyton to be here. Um, you know, he acknowledges his desire to go, you know, try to show more and do more. And he thinks that, you know, he's capable of a lot more. And he's not sure everyone around the league that totally knows that. But, he said they've, they've expressed as a team that they want Pritchard here. Um, Grant, like I said, more boilerplate, out of his control. He wants to be here. He thinks they have a great group that really meshes together. And, um, you know, he's just not thinking about it. Yeah. It, you know, obviously, you know, they'll support each other, I'm sure. Uh, and, you know, I mean, there's always something to be said for, like, we can win with the guys in the flock. You always you have two sets of mentalities at the trade deadline, right? You have teams that are, like, kind of, like, looking at ownership like you're going to do something, right, because we really need something. Um, and, you know, they're not going to say who they want to go, but they, they're like, just do something. And then you have other teams that are like, we're good. You know, we're good in this room. I'm sure the Celtics are a bit mixed there. Like, I'm sure they like their players, but they would understand if a move was made that would. That well, Richard talked to the Globe again today, and yeah. again more like, I know what I can provide. I want to play more, and sounds I mean, like he's ready. Everybody does. I don't know that he gets traded and plays a ton, but yeah, I'm sure there's more opportunity than there is here. He's buried on a depth chart. And when he's not getting good minutes, even on a night like this, when there's a lot of people down with injuries, the, the writing's on the wall. Like there's just not, and, and, you know, and then going forward, you have three guys under contract for two and three more years um, who are playing ahead of you. It's never going, it's never going to, yeah. it's not going anywhere for him. So he, he, whether he, he goes at the needs, deadline or goes in the off season, I think he goes at some point. I feel like he constantly needs a, a, a guard, one of his teammates to just have an awful shooting night. And like that's how he gets more playing time. And that's just not, that's, that's not what he wants, obviously. And I think that's his way of just voicing his opinion and saying that, look, I wouldn't mind a change of scenery if that, if that was the case. Also, if I don't get traded, I'll give this team all I got. But, hey, remember, I don't mind getting traded. Like, I feel like he's been reminding us through different avenues the last few weeks. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, where's, where's Westbrook, yeah. Ghost Rod? 
That's a great, great question. Um, I, to, to be candid with you, um, would not be surprised to see him Stay. on a not go anywhere. I saw uh, Chicago as a possibility. No, I'm thinking he stays. I think he's going back to Cali. You got right? Clippers. Oh, in LA. Yeah. Clippers. I don't know. You're going to do that with, with Wall? Chicago would make more sense if Chicago believes that they can make a push. Can I talk myself into one. Westbrook? I can talk myself into Westbrook. I asked I Joe Sway. I was I like, can't. what do you think? He goes, I if I'm Miami, I'm calling. I'm sorry. I'm calling because – Hey, it makes sense. Extra offensive scoring power. I mean, all all the depots had a good season, but you can always use some more. I mean, just to just to uh, make a John, splash. You're not going to talk yourself into it. I no, you can't, it. John. I you don't can, like John. you. Know no, me. Not I'm not that. a Russell Westbrook guy at all. Yeah. But I'm not doing that. I, Russell Westbrook. Except the problem with Russell Westbrook you can't is accept the role. He's not at the point in his life if he's accepting a role. He wants yeah. to go somewhere and be the man. And I just obviously not going to happen here. But could I talk myself into a guy to kind of, I know he's a guard, but to play kind of like that small wingish sort of like, you know, backfill to Tatum and Brown and be out there. Could I talk myself into that? Maybe, you know, yeah. but, but no. I can't. I, I don't know. I like the energy. I like the effort. One thing I like about Russ is he does bring it, you yeah. know, but yeah, but, but John, the last he, second he, in his he last used to be one of my favorite players to watch. He brings bad shot selection. He brings yeah, bad horrible. shot taking. He brings a lot of things his to the defense. table. Ugh, ugly. That is, ugh. I and can't. And he gets John. so much crap. You I know, can't. we probably. I something I something might work. I don't know. I'm trying to give me give me a I'll, I'll have it by tomorrow. <laughs> give me I a minute. <laughs> check it out on clnsmedia.com. John's column. My column. Why I want I why I've changed my tune on Russell Westbrook. Anyway, uh we're going to wrap. We do want to remind you again trade deadline special 2 o'clock tomorrow. Should yes. there be any should there be any news prior to that? We will jump on and uh and do a uh, do a do a live show right away, reacting to whatever news we get, uh, and we'll still probably jump on right before the deadline. If there's major breaking news involving Celtics early in the day, we'll probably do that. Jump on for the deadline, maybe closer to three two thirty or so, and take you through the deadline, any and all moves. Particularly, you know, even if the Celtics don't make any any moves that affect their competition, and you know there will be some, and you're still waiting to see what the hell Toronto does. And they did say they're going to hold it till Thursday. There could be some seismic shit that goes on if Toronto starts making moves uh, because they really are a player there to see where it goes. Was that a lullaby? <laughs> that was Joe Sway's alarm to go to bed. It's a quick story. One night I was out I didn't. I didn't need to, I didn't need to, I did not need to hear that. I did not need to hear that. All right, my phone went off one time. Molly was like, what was that? And I was like, night. Uh, <laughs> Look, sometimes, sometimes we need a little reminder when it's time to, it's time to go do to we, bed. You know, this is, do we, do we, do, are we, are we going to have a glass of warm milk before we go to bed, <laughs> Joe Sway? Oh it's not God. a lullaby. It's like a, it's like a notification just letting you know, hey, it's almost time for lights almost time for lights Hey, you know what? I'm all for it. Let's go to bed. <laughs> right. Just wait. Do you need a bedtime I gotta, story? I got to put the yeah. Celtic schedule into this so they know. But yeah, it's just a little reminder. Yeah, and, and then Luke Cornette came into the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He's a prancer. <laughs> he's a dancer. <laughs> he's like a comet. He's bigger than Vixen. Yes. Oh my God! That yeah, was Bobby awesome. lost anyway. it because he knew exactly what that was. He's heard that before. <laughs> when that alarm goes off, we know we're done. So we are going to wrap it again. Uh, please check out the trade deadline special tomorrow. Um, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Turn on notifications so you don't forget. That. Um, subscribe to All Access. Subscribe to our CLNS Media page. You can catch us live on either of those. Um, just the, this will allow you to set reminders when we are going to go live, and we'll be here breaking it all down. Down. It's always a fun day. Everyone's disappointed when something doesn't happen. But in this case, you can always take solace in the fact that the Celtics are um, the best team in the NBA record-wise and still make a move or don't make a move. Most likely they're going to emerge from this deadline as uh, favorites to uh, get back to the finals. Uh, and that's going to be the case most of the year. So um, definitely uh, watch out for the Jalen Brown news. We'll see what happens there. If that develops, we get more stuff. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Any and all trade stuff again. Uh, thank you to uh, Joe Sway and Sherrod and Bobby for hanging out. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, listening and hanging out with us as well we apologize about the chat situation we would have loved to include some of the stuff you guys are talking about i've been flipping back and forth to our youtube page where i could follow it uh and did see that uh, it was very active and obviously a lot of people have a lot of opinions about uh what the celtics should do uh in and around the trade deadline so we'll we'll share some of those again tomorrow uh right here on clns media thanks for watching and and good night and just sway <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go to bed. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs>